And for those our committed, we start with the prayer and pledge. And tonight, I'm going to call on Commissioner Giles. She has her, not if you'd like to join us in prayer, ask you to please stand at this time. Commissioner Giles. Thank you, Mayor. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for this city, and thank you for giving us so many wonderful employees and opportunities. And Lord, as a, a commission, help us to make wise decisions and put you first in everything we do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Please address the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Trying to get used to. <laughs> it's a new chair. Uh, uh, Mr. Clark, if you will please call the roll. Mayor Stevenson. Here. Commissioner Bojo. Here. Beeman. Here. Dawes. Here. Quick. Here. Askew. Here. Collins. McDaniel. Okay, thank you, sir. Commissioner Cochran is out tonight. He's a little bit under the weather, so he is excused from our, our meeting tonight. I trust that each of you have had a chance to review our minutes from our May 22nd and May 30th special power meeting, and there were no additions or corrections, and they were shared approved as common consent. We have no proclamations tonight, and moving on under guests. First, we have uh, scholarship awards, and I'm going to call on Mr. Manager. Thank you, Madam. And so um, I would like to read a little bit about our scholarship program, and I've got a small narrative. And so this, this program that we are honored to get to celebrate um, came to us back in 2005 by Miss Aline Mobs, who's now retired. Um, Aline was in our, um, she worked down in finance, and so she was a payroll technician. And so just so for everybody to know, it's an entirely employee-funded scholarship it's managed by an internal scholarship committee that's only been employed. And so the way it works is it's designed to benefit participating employees' children and grandchildren with a one-time scholarship award. So employees, and we hope everybody participates, so if you're an employee listening and you don't participate, we would love you to sign up because it's only $1 per payroll. So just think about all the ways you're going to waste a dollar. What a great investment on uh, our future. And the committee also does fundraisers. And so the minimum scholarship made would be $500, and the maximum would be $1,000 based on the available funds. So obviously the goal is to fund as many as possible each year. And so uh, Kelly Parker has uh, been wrestling and arm wrestling and twisting arms to try to get more participation. And so we are excited tonight. Uh, so going back, the first scholarship was 2006 and two, through 2007 school year. Um, there have been 100 scholarships awarded prior to tonight's award awards totaling $65,750. So tonight we will be awarding four $750 scholarships for the 23-24 school year that's going to bring the total up to 67,750 going to 104 students. And so now if I could find a microphone. 
new microphone. So I think we got everyone with us tonight except for uh, one. And so it's kind of like being on a game show. The rules are very simple. You have to, you have to come down here, and um, we're going to talk about where you're going to school. Amanda, you get to come first, even though I see Ashby is not here tonight. And so, uh, so same rules. Come tell us about Ashby and what her uh, plans are going to be. I'm up here saying she. Sorry. Yes, ma'am. Please come. Thank you so much. So Ashby really was so sad that he could not be here. He is actually out of town today. Um, but thank you again for this evening. Um, he is going to be a business major at Georgia Northwestern Technical College. Please congratulate Ashley. Okay. And I know Isaac is not here tonight. Uh, Grant Collier, who's in our fire department, they had a conflict and could not be here. But I bet you we've got Braden Paris. So, Braden, come on up. And uh, so the, the rules of this game show, since you do have some participants here, tell us who you brought with us tonight and uh, what's your plans after school. Uh, tonight I brought my mom and dad. Yeah, they're, they're okay most of the time. Uh, I plan to go to GMTC and follow an engineering degree, and then later on just evolve from that and go from there. Great news. And engineers, you guys hear that? We need, we need more engineers this world. Last but not least, how about Miss Nora Stone with Jamie Stone out of the fire department? Come on down. So I brought my mom and dad, and I will be attending Jacksonville State University and majoring in exercise science. My alumni. <laughs> Congratulations. So how about a round for all of our scholarship recipients tonight? Thank you, Mr. Manager, and congratulations <laughs> to all of our students and parents. Because believe me, I know that helps the parents out as well. So thank you, and thank you to the employees for doing that. We appreciate it. Okay, going on, down, Mr. Ken Wright. Ken, if you will, go to the podium, give us your name and your address, and you have three minutes. Ken Wright, P.O. Box 324, Silver Creek, Georgia. I fear that if we do not stop and change the current direction we're traveling, that Rome, Georgia is headed toward a fate like Detroit, Baltimore, New Orleans, and other poverty-stricken inner cities with blight, high crime, and fleeing business and industry. This is intentionally being created by the city commission and other government entities that are serving to harm the community. Leading the path to destruction is the Northwest Georgia Housing Authority. While I previously worked to raise per capita income in Rome, it was a constant battle with the Housing Authority, which encourages poverty, unemployment, and doing less than you can do. The Housing Authority basically promotes slavery by enslaving their tenants to suppress their income or their housing will be taken away. To ensure they maintain a steady stream of residents that they can control, suppress, and enslave, they provide nicer housing than these same individuals could have working. With regard to suppressing individuals in Rome, business is booming. 
low-income housing has exploded across the community which restricts income and now includes housing development groups and LLCs. At least these owners will pay property taxes since the residents don't. However, for the Housing Authority, no property taxes are received from this rapidly growing group of citizens. Is it any wonder that property taxes are increasing exponentially? In the end, the remaining residents, businesses, and industries within the city that are footing the bill for those not paying their fair share will be forced to shutter or move. We're supposed to learn from bad things in history rather than repeat them. However, in Rome, we are held down on a path to destroy the city after other cities have followed the same disastrous path. It's time to act now, if not already past the point of no return. We can't afford to promote nor continue projects and entities that lose money. Our survival as a city depends on it. Shutter the Housing Authority. Shutter the Roma Transit Department, which we just spent millions to budget on a transit system that was never going to follow. Sell the Roman Holiday. In the interest of fiscal responsibility for taxpayer dollars, there are lots of logical, sensible, and analytical solutions. We don't necessarily need less schools. We need less school systems. Floyd County School manages four high schools. It's time to add their fifth high school and absorb the Rome City schools. In fact, we duplicate numerous departments and costs where it may not be necessary. Perhaps as a community, rather than continual exponential increases in property taxes, with the resulting higher crime rates for city schools, roads and bridges and disrepair, along with higher utility costs, perhaps the community suggestion would be for all of Rome City government to be absorbed by Floyd County government. Yes, that includes police and schools while dissolving the nine city commissions. The city commission has become dysfunctional and represents the downfall and decline of Rome, Georgia. This community deserves better. Please come together, resolve differences, and truly work together for what is best for citizens and community. As designated in the Rome City Charter 86 <coughs> and accepting office, and of the Rome City Charter, it specifies that the city commission shall have the power and authority to pass all laws and ordinances necessary for peace, good order, health, prosperity, and security in the city that may be necessary to foster virtue, good morals, suppress looting. Is there a single city commissioner present that believes the pride event last year represented virtue, good morals, and suppress looting? You as a city commissioner have the power and authority to stop this from happening in the future and to prosecute, fine, and penalize those that were involved in the violation of multiple ordinances required of sexually related businesses and laws prohibiting looting. Per the charter, the city's legal counsel is hereby authorized to institute civil proceedings to enforce and prosecute these violations. We have an election pending to replace okay. six city commissioners. Thank you. If the liberal commission is not sir. replaced with the conservative commission, it's the wrong Georgia that used to be the shining star of Northwest Georgia will disappear. And don't forget this is Pride Month, so don't forget to thank the state person for this too. Thank you. Okay, our next guest tonight, our registered guest is Miss uh, Norma uh, Liberty. Thank you. Give us your name and your address, please, ma'am, and you have three minutes.
And if you had a million, you could adopt a million, you could have found something else. And you have less monthly cash to pay child support to your aunt, who has a separate settlement, and so on. Resolution that Board of Adjustments would if you would go Mayor, I make a motion that we approve the resolution of the Board of Commissioners of Floyd County, Georgia, and the Rome City Commission to designate officers for the perfection of a petition for review of decisions of the Rome Floyd County Board of Adjustments and upon whom service of such petitions may be effected to comply with a recent amendment to the zoning procedures law and for other purposes. Second. Okay, I have a motion and a second. Do we have any discussion? Hearing none, Mr. Coker, if you would please call us. Ma'am. Commissioner Bojo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dahl? Yes. Quick? Yes. Askew? Yes. Collins? Yes. McDaniel? Yes. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you. All three are going on first reading, and we have a public hearing scheduled for each of these three uh, one week from tomorrow at our second meeting this month. All right, thank you. We have nothing placed on second reading, nothing continued on first reading. We have no public hearings tonight. Uh, is that Mr. Clark? No report, Madam Mayor. Thank you. Manager? Well, thank you, Madam Mayor. We, um, I've got a couple of, of items tonight. One of those I will be uh, asking 
for some action on, and it's, um, it's a pretty rare occasion that we have the opportunity to appoint a, a, a new transit director. And in fact, uh, you all know that we uh, recently celebrated in the retirement of Miss uh, Kathy Sheely um, after putting together a 50-year City of Rome career. So, so quite an impressive uh, feat. And then, you know, if you, if you sat in caucus, you heard a little bit about transportation, about how we used to run tripper buses. And, and I've, for the last couple of years, I've been talking about this vision or this opportunity of transit 2.0. And what does that look like? And so uh, I think we have got um, um, a good piece of the puzzle that's going to help us figure out what the future, what the, what the future of transit is going to look like. And that is Miss. Courtney Griffin. And so I'd like to tell you a little about Courtney, who's been with us for around eight years, uh, first coming uh, to the city to work in community development and doing fun stuff um, as our grant and housing administrator. Uh, she spent a lot of time working on compliance, managing federal and state grant funds, all of those things that are pretty important when you deal with federal dollars, especially in the transit uh, perspective. So then we were able to, uh, to take Courtney's expertise over to transit where she had the, the fun of getting to hang out with Kathy as the assistant and uh, learning from her. And so Courtney's got just a, a wealth of accolades and I will endeavor to read these. Uh, Carl Vinson Institute of Government Management Development Program, the Linda Brandon Williamson Foundation uh, Women's Leadership Academy, Georgia Academy for Economic Development, uh, and a graduate of Leadership Rome. Courtney has a Bachelor of Arts degree in political, political science with a business administration minor from Tuskegee University. And then of course she has an MBA from our local Berry College. And so I would also point out that this girl is homegrown and I think her real claim to fame is she was a former Rome cheerleader and I think Kelly Parker might have even had something to do with that. So that was probably, <laughs> probably most of your success you can go back and point out that it, it started there. And so, uh, so I do uh, come tonight, and I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to name Courtney Griffin um, as our next transit uh, director, and I would ask the city commission to uh, affirm that uh, recommendation. Second. Okay, see, everybody's confident we have a first and numerous seconds. Uh, any discussion? Hearing none, Mr. Clark, if you would please call the roll. Commissioner Bojo? Absolutely, yes. Beeman? Yes. Dahl? Yes. Quick? Yes. Matthews? Yes. Collins? Yes. Daniel? Yes. Okay, thank Thanks. you. Motion carries. Congratulations.
most vulnerable community, but also bridge the gap with public and private partnership, which is super important, and make a visible impact in housing. And so two years ago, I moved over to transit. That was really exciting for me because I knew transit was at the brink of change. It no longer was gonna operate the way that it had before. And so we have this great opportunity now to really look at how we make transit impactful in our community, look at ways that bring transit up to date, help with technology and make it more accessible to more people, open it up to different demographics, make it something that um, everyone in this room wants to utilize and in turn making our community greener. So I'm really excited. I think that the doors are wide open for Rome Transit and I'm just um, grateful for the opportunity to have this seat. So thank you so much. Courtney, and we're, we're looking for great things. We know this. Yes, sir. She has a uh, support group here with her. I think she needs to introduce them. Congratulations. for being here. Thank you. Right. One final item for me, Madam Mayor, just an announcement that um, we will close our administrative offices on Monday, June 19, in honor of the Juneteenth holiday. For those interested in garbage and uh, yard waste recycling, uh, Monday's route will be picked up <coughs> on Tuesday. Tuesday's route will be picked up on Wednesday, and Thursday, Friday, of course, will be business as usual. The Walker Mountain Landfill will indeed be closed on June 19th, and that concludes my report. All right, thank you, sir. Mr. Attorney. All right, thank you, sir. Under my time quickly, the Rome Floyd Development Authority will meet Tuesday, June the 20th at 10 a.m. at 800 Broad Street. And then due to the upcoming Georgia Municipal Conference in Savannah, the Rome City Commission's next meeting has been rescheduled from June 26th to Tuesday, June 20th, that will be a week from tomorrow, with caucus beginning at 5 o'clock p.m. in the Sam King room, and the regular meeting to follow in the commission chambers here at 6.30 p.m. That's next week, we'll meet, meet here at 6.30 p.m. here in, in the caucus room. Okay, uh, Commissioner Parkins here, and he had uh, no report tonight. Commissioner Bojo. Ma'am, I have no report as far as committees go, but I would like to make uh, a comment, personal preference, if you will. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who did not know this past weekend, the Little Theater put on a production, um, Penguin Project, and it uh, was the, the, the uh, show was Annie 2. Now, the, the Penguin Project is uh, all, all the participants in this play were disabled children. And um, there were like 30 of them. And it was phenomenal. And I'm sorry if you didn't see it, you missed a, a great performance, but uh, it, it gives you a whole different outlook, a different perspective on, on these, these kids. They, they really, um, they stepped up. And they did it with smiles on their face. Um, and I think we need to congratulate Mandy Maloney. She's the executive director 
of the Rome Little Theater and the director of the show, the lady that, that worked with these kids and got them, is uh, her name is Megan Williams. And uh, to run into them, this, 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 it was beyond any expectation I had when my wife told me we were going to see this. But it was, it was super. And I just wanted to say thank you to the Rome Little Theater and to Mandy and Megan and, and all the participants. They were great. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay, Commissioner Beeman. I do not have a report under my time, but I do want to take this opportunity to say that I am so very proud of Miss Courtney Griffin. Not only did she start off um, in an entry-level position with the transit department, but she soared in that position. And it shows that uh, when opportunity comes, you take advantage of it, you grow, and then look at what happens. Look at the outcome. So Courtney, thank you so much for all the hard work, sacrifices, and thinking outside the box as you walked a mile in many shoes. Thank you. Commissioner Dow. Thank you, Mayor. Also, I want to thank Courtney. You heard her acceptance speech. You know, that, that reflects <laughs> how bright she is and what she brings to the city, which we need. Thank you, congratulations. Under trails, um, TREAD's putting on a trail event. It's called the 777, July 7th at 7 p.m. It's a seven kilometer, which is about five miles, and it'll occur in the Jackson Hill behind the Civic Center. Um, we need participants, and it's at 7 p.m. What are you doing on at 7 p.m. on July 7th? So it's not necessarily for runners, it's for anybody that loves our trails. And this is definitely trail season. So, and that's my report. Thank you, Mayor. Congratulations, Courtney. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Quick. Thank you, Madam Mayor. I don't actually have a report, but Courtney, the Quick family, very, very proud of you. We've known you all your life, and we're so proud for this moment for you tonight. Also, we're very, very proud of our Downtown Development Authority, who with the first Friday this year, or this, this season, broke all records again. Our Downtown Development Authority is recognized all across the state of Georgia as the best of the best. And we are so very, very proud of what they do, what all of the city staff does in making Rome, Georgia such a special place. That's all I've got to say. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Askew. I'll echo what he said about the uh, first Friday event. We were having our class reunion, and uh, the comments I got were, uh, we do this in our town, but it's nothing like this. It's, there's not nearly this many people. There's not nearly that kind of uh, participation. And they were very impressed with what they saw, and they said if they had a chance, they'd come back on first Friday to participate. I was also at that class reunion, and <laughs> the comment that was made to me, y'all going to have to find a bigger place. <laughs> um, the um, fire overview committee will meet tomorrow, June 13th at 10.30 a.m. in the Sam King room. Um, anyone wanting to attend that meeting, I could have you. Uh, and then uh, I mean, I make well make a mo motion that we approve the um, 
January through March 2023 refactoring deficit um, that um, we are part of. And I think our deficit is, um, and our debit is 38,300, um, a little over 38, yeah, $38,316.99. That's our part of it. And I'll make a motion that we approve payment of, of that. Second. Okay, I have a motion and a second. Do we have any discussion? Hearing none, Mr. Parker, if you would please call the roll. Commissioner Bojo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dawes? Yes. Quick? Yes. Askew? Yes. Collins? Yes. Dane? Yes. <coughs> Thank you. That's concluded. And finally, I'm going to echo everybody else on Courtney. I've known her for quite a while. As a matter of fact, I knew her father and her mother before they were even married, but um, her father was a good friend of our families, and so was her mother, and we, we're very proud of you as well. Thank you. Historical Preservation Commission, as well as the ULDC Board of Adjustment. At this time, the three names that we want to place Yes, sir. The Committee on Committees has recommended that Mr. Kevin Dillman 
be appointed to replace the vacancy created by the resignation of David Pusikowski. Again, that's BDA. The Planning Commission, uh, two actions were recommended. One, the reappointment of Charles Love to an additional term on the Planning Commission and the appointment of Ford Knight to replace Mr. Frank Brown, who is uh, ending his two plus terms on the Planning Commission. Then finally, on the Historic Preservation Commission, the recommendation is that Ms. Cameron Abney be appointed to replace Ms. Beth Dunay, whose term has expired. Those names I'll ask the clerk be put on the first sheet. While we're on talking about the committee on committee, any of you out there, it's opportunity for you if you'd like to volunteer, serve on some of the committees that we contact the clerk's office, get an application, get it filled out, get it on file. We have some advocacy of different departments like the Planning Commission and the Planning Commission Secretary of Government and Secretary of Government that we are leaving that opportunity because they have to fill out that application. You get that application out, fill it out, and we consider you on the select committee. Also, I will tell you this I commend Parks and Community Enterprises City School Board, as well as the superintendent and finance director, thought that it's about looking at. Also, got some insight as to where they headed as far as Rome City School. Great. Um, also, while I got the tip, before I like the uh, day it's time for. Budget revised for 2022. That's on the highlight. This budget provision is the notice process. Compliance requirements for our end of the year audit. It basically states that we, for the general budget overall. The following funds are effective, and that is the general fund and the special revenue fund. Although you had an opportunity for a hint to review uh, that, I'm going to put it in the form of a motion. Okay, I have a, okay, I have a motion uh, to accept the budget revisions. Can I have a second? Second. Okay, do we have any discussion? Hearing none, Mr. Carpenter, we'll speak by the roll. Commissioner Bojo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dahl? Yes. Quick? Yes. Askew? Yes. Collins? Yes. McDaniel? Yes. Thank you. And that's all I have, uh, Madam Mayor. Thank you, sir. Commissioner McDaniel? Thank you, Madam Mayor. Courtney, I want to congratulate you as well, but I don't know if they told you when you took that position, you got to stay in that job for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> that was implied. Yeah. That is the only position in the city of Rome that's got a, a term and you got to stay 50 years. <clears throat> and we're not up, well, there won't be any of us here, I don't guess. <laughs> but congratulations. Um, Alcohol Control Commission meets tomorrow, June 13th at 5 p.m. in these chambers. Um, Rumford Parks and Recreation meets 
Tuesday, June the 20th at 12 noon in the Gildas Center in uh, Lindale. And uh, Commissioner Collins has volunteered to uh, sit in on that because I'm going to be out of town. That's all I have, Madam Mayor. Okay, thank you, sir. We have a couple of announcements before we go. And under my time, quickly, I want to go. Um, the, the Soto Theater downtown was presented with a big check last week, and I was there with them. Uh, to receive the checks, they received the checks of $35,000 from the Fox Theater to help with some of the renovations there. But the lady from the State Department of, of Theaters, this is one of the things that she said, and it resonates what we often hear here in, in the commission room. She said, whether you all know it or not, Rome is a beacon for the rest of the cities in the state of Georgia to see. And that's one of the things that I say all the time from this seat that you know, we want Rome to be a beacon so that city, other cities can look and say, that's what I want to do, or that's what I want to be in our city. And she said that in her presentation, and she said, you know, everybody's looking at Rome. We, all, you know, we may look around and say things are bad, things are this way or that way, but no matter what we say, if we look around, there are always other cities saying, we want to be like Rome. We want to do what Rome is doing. So that's from our DDA, to, each, to our quality of life, which would be, uh, you know, at the DeSoto. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that makes Rome what it is. I appreciate that. And I will always continue to ask that Rome will be a beacon so that others are looking in can want to be like us. And so we want to sit up and we want to be that shining light. Madam Mayor, if I could follow up, if you'd give me one second. I, uh, I said Royal State last week. I was in Calhoun and Adairsville and Bartow County looking at a lot of property and I met a developer in Bartow County and they're looking at doing a big mixed-use development over there commercial and he made the comment we want this to be like Rome which is what we want here is what they've got in Rome and none of that just happens it happens because of leadership not the leadership of these commissioners it happens because of the leadership of Sammy and uh, Meredith and, and our city employees I wouldn't swap anybody we have with anybody that anybody else has. Um, I have a true appreciation. I, at one time, I ran a college and had about 800 employees, and uh, you're successful if you have good people. And uh, every opportunity that I have, I will always uh, take it to tell the City of Rome employees how much I appreciate the job you do. Uh, you're an amazing group. You've got a great leader, and uh, you make us look good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for that. And Miss Courtney, just remember, you cannot fill anybody's shoes. You have to make your own footprints. And I know you'll do us proud. Thank you for what you've done in the past two years, and we're looking forward to what you're going to be doing in the coming years. We're proud of you, and we want to say thank you. With that, I'm going to call on Commissioner Beeman quickly to give us the schedule of our, this weekend's Juneteenth um, parade and program and we'll go from there. Commissioner Beeman. So when you talk about diversity and you talk about us celebrating this weekend the Juneteenth events, it is for everyone to come out. Come out and do something different, meet somebody different and engage. On Friday, June the 16th, right here at our city auditorium, there will be a Still We Rise showcase and it's absolutely free. Uh, it starts at I have to get back with you on that because it'll pick up my lunch sheet. But I think it's at 6.30 p.m. here at the Senatorium. But we'll make sure we post that. 
And then on, sun, on Saturday, June the 17th, at uh, 11 a.m., the parade participants will line up, but the parade will actually start at 12 o'clock noon down Broad Street, and everyone will end up at the Freedom Garden, the Freedom Garden that the city has uh, graciously allowed us to be able to come here and come together. It'll be a lot of food, uh, fun, and uh, uh, entertainment, and also uh, we can network with each other, get to know one another. So please join us in the parade down Broad Street on Saturday morning at uh, 12 o'clock noon and end up with us here at the Freedom Garden. On June the 18th, Sunday morning, the worship service will be at 11 o'clock a.m. at Greater Mount Calvary Baptist Church uh, with Pastor T Terrell Shields. And the speaker for the hour will be our former state representative, Tyrone Brooks. On June the 18th, Sunday evening at 3.30 p.m., it will end at the, well, we'll have a program at the DeSoto Theater on Broad Street. And it'll actually be a movie where everybody can fellowship together and watch the Black, the Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, and it's also free. And the final uh, event will be on June the 19th. That's Monday evening at 6 o'clock p.m. at Camp 1 Sharon on Hasty Road with the, the Reverend Bishop Allen. Uh, it'll be the Students of Excellent Scholarships, and the speaker for the evening will be uh, Mr. Christian Barnes, who's the principal of Rome Middle School. But there is a fee for that, $45 a couple, $25 single, and $15 students. And the dress attire is, is casual. That is a four-day June 10th weekend. I hope to see all of you there. Thank you. Thank you, Miss. Okay, if nothing else, with that, we adjourned. Bojo, how do you turn this off?